Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, sir. Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On CannedAirPodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see. And where might one find this CannedAirPodcast.com? Ah, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is eh? Smithers, release the hounds! Uh, go to CannedAirPodcast.com. Best website ever! Greetings, loyal listeners. Before we start the episode, we just wanted to let you know that we did experience a little bit of technical difficulties during the recording of this show, so you will hear a slight buzz in the background, but if you power through, you'll find it to be a great episode. So let's get right to it. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 51st episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today to talk about Mile High Adventures in Colorado Medical Marijuana is the mysterious Mr. B. Welcome, B. Thank you. Thank you. Very mysterious. Yes. (laughs) Terribly mysterious. Today we are going to be, uh, we're going to find National Lampoon Vacation Reboot in the rumor mill. Uh, We're going to be recapping on New York Comic Con, uh, a couple things we got that have been announced over that way. And then we're going to end the show talking with Mr. V more about Mile High. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! First thing we have this week is to report a death. Uh, Jane Hooks has died at 57. And for those of you who don't know who Jane is, she was uh, a SNL cast member from 86 to 91. Um, oh, it wasn't the 80s. I thought it was more in the 90s. But I guess yeah, uh, Late 80s, early 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you first mentioned it, I couldn't think of who she was at first. But once I saw her face, I knew who she was. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember her. And she was very funny. Uh, she was known for reoccurring characters uh, like Candy Sweeney of the Sweeney Sisters. Do you remember that? No. That might have been a little bit before we started watching. Yeah. Um, she also impersonated Betty Davis, Betty Ford, Nancy Reagan, Sinead O'Connor, Jodie Foster, and Hillary Clinton. I think the Hillary one's what you mentioned. Yeah, I, I forgot about the Sinead O'Connor after they... Sinead O'Connor did her her big uh, it was a Prince cover like nothing compares to you no she well I think she did that that song on the show but like after her performance she held up a picture of the Pope ripped it in half and said fight the real evil or something like that oh what and really? after that she was shunned from the show forever yeah you're kidding no and I guess when they were when they were doing uh, like rehearsal, rehearsals and stuff I think I want to say it was like the president or something like that I can't remember who it was so it was it aired without anyone knowing it was going to happen. 
Oh, wow. But then most of the time when she did her impersonations, it was ripping on that, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, she uh, also appeared in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, 30 Rock, Designing Women, Third Rock from the Sun, the Martin Short uh, That's a tongue twister. The Martin Short Show, The Dana Carvey Show, The Simpsons, Futurama, and Primetime Glick. A lot of a lot of appearances throughout the years. I don't know half of those. I know the shows. I didn't know Dana Carvey did a show. Vaguely remember it. I don't remember much about it, but uh, I know she was Harry's live love interest on Third Rock from the Sun. You're right. She yeah. was. That's who she was. She was real kind of white trashy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Always had those like cheap fur coats on. Yeah, and a bunch of lipstick. Yeah, forgot about that. Wow. Well. Yeah, it didn't say how she died. I didn't see anything on that. But, uh, yeah, I'm very sad to see she died. So, Jane Hooks, thanks for all the laughs and rest in peace. All right, moving on. Jack, you have something on Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 2 is going to be delayed. What? Why? Uh, Warner Brothers is working on a Lego Batman movie. Really? Like a theatrical release? Yep. That's going to be a spinoff of the Lego movie. And Will Arnett is going to be reprising his role as Batman. Really? Yep. That'll be funny. So maybe maybe he'll have all the characters from the Lego movie in it, too. Did you see the Lego movie, B? I sure didn't. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bad fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be on TV eventually, I'm sure. Check it out when it's on. It was, it was pretty good. Surprisingly good. It's definitely on the list. The missus was nagging at me to take her to see it for quite a while. I just... I can't remember how I got out of it. <laughs> you want to go see a Lego movie? Um, <laughs> no. Well, I remember you were skeptical on seeing it until we watched the trailer before the show the one day. I was. I, I was never really a big fan of any of the Marvel, or excuse me, Marvel, the Lego uh, movies or anything. But that trailer looked good. And <laughs> when we went to the theater, I was very surprised. It was good. I enjoyed it. Pretty good. Real good. But yeah, because of the Batman Lego movie... They're delaying the Lego movie, Lego 2 movie. I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Probably. we got that to look forward to. We also have something on Baby Groot. Yep, they have officially, there is an official licensed Baby Groot dancing figure. Really? Like, uh, it's hidden like a pop vinyl figure or nope. any of those like four or $500 ones we were talking about Nope, it's the real thing. Apparently it's going to be out for Christmas time. It would be about $15 and play the electronic version of the Jackson 5's I Want You Back. Really? Built-in speaker, yeah. I wasn't very impressed. No? There was a video. Yeah, it was kind of like the the homemade ones those couple people made that we saw yeah. moved way better. This one just kind of looked like a, a squirming turd. <laughs> <laughs> Misty even said, oh, she put a blanket around it and looked like a dancing Mr. Hanky. <laughs> Well, for $15, you can't get a lot of uh, articulation, I'm sure, right? Uh, well, I don't know. Those... Does it look good anyway, or is it just the dancing that's bad? His face looks good. Other than it looks like a turd. A lot of the comments on the, the website that I saw it on, people were saying it looks like a like a giant dildo. Really? So it's yeah. not... It doesn't... I don't not, think it looks No one's excited about it. I'm not. I'm excited about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check out uh, Guardians? No, I haven't either. That's one you gotta see. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta see that. I don't know, guys. Dave Batista's in it. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. Now, was he the guy from. That was uh, uh, Drax. 
Yeah. Oh, the wrestler. Yeah. I had to sit through years of his awful wrestling matches. <laughs> he was really, even though he's a wrestler, he was really good in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it eventually. And yeah, he was, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed his character, too. <laughs> Nothing will go over my head. I will catch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Well, check out the baby group figure coming this December. You may like it. You may not. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But, uh, I'll link it on the website. There we go. I'm going to take Jack's word for it and just assume it's probably not very good. <laughs> no, they could have done better, I think. I think they could have still done better. Yeah, but then it would have been like a $40, $50 figure that no one's going to buy. Maybe. I think it's just the, the mold modeling, I guess. Because it, its arms just kind of, they're real short arms and it just kind of bends back or back and forth. So it doesn't really seem like it dances and it's not real fluid. It's just really uncomfortable looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. That's going to do it for recaps. Recap it! And with that, let's jump right into the rumor mill. The rumors! Can't get away from the rumor mill! Yeah! Rumors! Alright, so this week, what I have for the rumor mill... Now, I I had no idea there was a reboot of National uh, Lampoon's Vacation being done. Did you? I had no idea. Not a clue. What about you, V? Hear any news about that? Oh, none whatsoever. Yeah, and I guess it's been in talks for a few months. I don't know how it's uh, getting under the radar, but uh, John Francis Daly, who played uh, Sam Weir, the lead uh, kid in Freaks and Geeks, remember? Uh, the, like, oh, the yeah, blue yeah, yeah. polyester, yeah. like, bell bottoms. Yeah, I know he's already. He was whatever. also on Bones. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, he's uh, the one who's actually writing the reboot. Uh, vacation, and uh, I guess it's set to star Ed Helms, Christina Applegate, Chris Hemsworth, and Charlie Day. But in a, according to an interview that he uh, recently did with Vulture, I don't know if that's a website or magazine or what, but uh, Daly says he's also reuniting Sam Levine, who played Neil from Freaks and Geeks, and Martin Starr, who played Bill. Uh, in the vacation film. So it's going to be the three geeks reuniting in the Lampoon. Bill? He had the, like, the shaved hair, the great big bifocal glasses, real skinny, tall guy. Oh, okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing like a mini Freaks and Geeks reunion within the National nice. Lampoon movie, rumored. I don't know what I feel about this. Do you really think this movie needs to uh, be rebooted? Not really. I don't. What about you, V? Yeah, no. Because, nope. Chris Hemsworth going to be Cousin Eddie? <laughs> well, Cousin <laughs> Eddie wasn't awkward. in the first one, though, was he? he? Oh, no, no, no. No, he wasn't. That's right. I'm thinking, uh, no, no, yeah, he was. Because they stopped at their house on the way to go into Wally World. What? Yeah. Yeah, because that's when they pick up the grandma that they strapped to the roof after she died. Was it? It's yeah. been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, they, they stopped over there real quick and stayed for, like, barbecue or something like that and then left mm-hmm. the next day. Remember uh, John Candy's role the most in that movie? He was like the security guard at Wally oh, yeah, World. Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> <laughs> that movie. That's a, what was that, an air pistol shot him in the rear end a couple times. <laughs> and he still, like, uh, was taking demands from them, even though it was just an air pistol. <laughs> yeah. He was still afraid. Alrighty, that's all I have on that, though. I just found that uh, in the VOD. I had no idea. I wonder if that's, well, spoilers if you watch Bones. 
but uh, his character died on the very first episode. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, he was, I guess the reason was because he, he was busy doing some other stuff. I'm, I'm doing writing, so I wonder if that's part of it. It says he's a writer and movie producer, so yeah. I mean, I guess this isn't the first thing he's been doing. Hmm. I don't know what else he's been dabbling in, but we'll see. I hope it's good. Better do it justice. All right, moving on. You have something on Carrie Kelly? Yes, actress Jenna Moore. Uh, she was in The Hunger Games. I only saw the first one, so I don't know her part in that movie very well. We just watched the second one last Did night, you? Catching Fire. Yeah. Cute blonde, I know that. She was also in Sucker Punch. I don't know if she was the main character in that movie. Which, I that was a that one. weird movie. She was spotted oh a while back on the set of Batman vs. Superman, hanging out with Zack Snyder. So everyone was like, ooh, ooh. And then that faded away that she was going to probably be in the movie. But she posted on Instagram uh, not too long ago that she had just dyed her hair bright red. And it said, drastic times call for drastic measures. So everyone thinks that with her being on the set, she may have been talking about her part and then dyed her hair red. And now Carrie Kelly has red hair. Oh, my God. And the movie's supposed to be based on Frank Miller, The Dark Knight. I would just wonder, you know, if they're bringing Carrie Kelly into the mix, they'd have to follow the Dark Knight Return story pretty darn close. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I was just assuming that this Batman Superman movie was going to take parts from that story, kind of like they did with, uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises. You know, there were little bits and pieces of the Dark Knight Returns in that movie. Yeah. Same way with, like, uh, Batman Begins. There were bits and pieces of year one all throughout that movie. Yeah, yeah, there was. Expecting it to be something like that, but if they're bringing Carrie Kelly in, they have to follow that story pretty darn yeah, close, would. you know, to a T. I'm excited. I, I hope that's the case. That would be amazing. There was talk just because Carrie Kelly's supposed to be a 13-year-old girl, and this girl's probably her mid-late 20s. Hmm. But, meh. Dick Grayson on TV was never a little kid. Look at Burt Ward. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in the awful Val Kilmer movies, yeah. and Val Kilmer and uh, George Clooney movie, he was a grown man. Yep. Still haunting the Robin outfit. <laughs> There's also rumor that she could be playing Barbara Gordon. Oh, there you go. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Yeah, I didn't realize until I That's got the end of the article. They said something about that too, so it could go that way. An article? Yep. That's probably the way it's going to go. I mean, I, I, either way, I'm, I'm happy. But if they choose Carrie Kelly, they're going to have to follow that story to a T. Well, I know when they first started to talk about the Batman versus Superman that they were saying in the beginning of the movie, I don't remember, I think, of course, it was probably a rumor that Batman and Robin were going to have a fallout at the very beginning of the movie or something like that. Yeah, I remember you saying something about that. So who knows if all of a sudden Carrie Kelly comes around and old Bruce picks her up and starts teaching her to be the new Robin. Another piece of the puzzle falls (laughs) into place. Who knows? knows indeed i can't wait to find that out we'll see yep <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it for the rumor mill the rumors can't get away from the rumor mill yeah the rumors all right now this is one of my favorite part of the shows let's get to talking some comics it's time for comic talk time for comic talk time for comic talk time for comic talk all right uh jack you have anything this week no i no? can I was busy all last week. I never got to get to anything. Well, it looks like it's just me and V this week. So, would you like to go first, or would you like me to start, V? Oh, go ahead, sir. All righty. Well, this week what I read was uh, issue one of Edge of Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Noir. 
uh, what was it, uh, three or four episodes ago, we had Cortland Ellis on. Three, yeah, two or three? Two or three, something yeah. like that. And uh, during this segment, he had mentioned the issue two with Gwen Stacy being yep. uh, the Spire Woman and how Peter Parker had turned into the lizard in that uh, alternate reality. And I loved it. And as soon as we were done with that show, I went out and bought them. <laughs> I had to read them. And uh, issue one was uh, Spider-Man Noir. And uh, it's still Peter Parker. It's still Aunt May, Mary Jane. It's just set in the 30s. And instead of a radioactive spider, it was some uh, spider that caught out of an an antique statue that he got Hmm. and bit him. And um, I'm not going to give too much away about this because it's still pretty current. you got to read it. I haven't haven't read it yet. Oh, you do have it? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Okay, I won't read it for you. But uh, I will say the one thing in it I like, being of that time period, uh, the main villain you see is Mysterio. And... uh, in the 30s, in this version, he's kind of set up like uh, Houdini, like where he's doing magic shows for the public and stuff. Instead of being the special effects master later well, on. Well, he still is. He's still yeah. doing special effects stuff, but uh, more on a Houdini scale, you know, hmm. like uh, being chained up and put in a vat of water with piranhas and getting out and being next to the tank next thing you know. You know, just like old school magic tricks. Wearing a big fishbowl instead of a big dome now? No. No bowl at all, actually. <laughs> it's just a uh, just a mask he wears on his face, but it's really neat. It's really cool. So, I definitely advise checking that out. Let me see. I, always, I want to start uh, saying to all the writers. I always forget to do that. David Hine and Fabrice uh, Sapolsky are the writers, and Richard Eisenhower was the artist. So... Check it out. It's still on the shelves, I'm sure. It was a great read. I love the way it looks. Yeah. I've always liked the way that noir looked to him. Kind of uh, almost steampunkish. Yeah. Yep. The goggles. Yeah. Yeah. I do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. But that's all I have on that. So let's turn over to V and see what he has. Oh, well, I've been reading all sorts of stuff lately. I just got done moving, so... I had a nice big stack of unread comics I've been working through over the past couple months. So a lot of stuff I'm reading is coming out of Image right now. Um, Alex and Ada is a book I'm reading. I just freaking love it. You guys heard of it? No, I haven't. Uh, it's um, by Jonathan Luna. Uh, it's it's um, essentially like Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, except instead of apes, it's robots. Oh, really? Cyborgs. No, robots. Yeah, artificial intelligence. So it's um, about um, a starting revolution of these robots waking up. And it's a great book. It's really clever, the premise especially. Well, um, Southern Bastards is another one. Um, Jason Aaron writes it. It's it's a real nasty, violent book, so it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's God. funny! It's so funny you say that. <laughs> Just before we started the show, I was telling uh, Jack of my most recent visit to the comics uh, bookstore yesterday, and uh, the guy in there who's always given great recommendations recommended Southern Bastards, and I had it in my hand, and I at the last <laughs> minute changed my mind and put it down. And now I wish I would have got it. Damn it! Yeah, my shop um, didn't get me the first two issues. 
uh, I had to nag my shopping for months to reorder them for me. <laughs> um, no, it's so worth it. It's it's a great book, and it's going to be one of those Jason Aaron books where he just goes deep shit. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, Manhattan Projects I'm reading as well. Uh, Jonathan Hickman writes that one. I feel like I've heard of that. What's that about? Um, well, it's essentially taking all your favorite real-life characters from you know, World War II-era America who actually worked on the Manhattan Project, and um, it puts them on meth. It, it's weird sci-fi stuff. I don't want to give anything away. Like, every page is a, a new concept. It's, it's total freaking sci-fi shit. I love it. <laughs> it sounds up my alley. Yeah, it does. What else? Awesome. Shudder. Um, my, my good friend Layla Del Duca draws it. So, oh, really? Keating writes it. Um, it's, it just finished its first arc. It's spectacular book. It's a ton of fun. I talked about that the first two issues. Well, I read the first issue, and it didn't. There wasn't a lot going on in it. It left it such a big cliffhanger. And then I got the second issue, and I started getting lost. Does it get deeper into the story farther it goes in? Yes, it sure does. Okay. So don't stop it too. No. <laughs> okay. I would go to six. All right. I actually thought about stopping at comic book store if I had enough time to get here today and picking up the third one. There you go. Just to keep going, but yeah. I'm sure, they got it over there. Well, cool. Now I got it. Well, the word from one of the sources, though. Keep going from it. <laughs> Very nice. All right, now let's get into our stories for this week, and then we will turn over to Mr. V and talk about Mile High Adventures in Colorado Medical Marijuana. First thing, this is just kind of an announcement. Uh, the Secret Wars are coming back in the Marvel Universe in 2015. Yeah, they the- just started talking about that on uh, well, Comic-Con this weekend. Did they start giving more details, or just I think announcing it? Oh, that's when it was announced. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I had never read the first Secret War, but uh, from what I understand, it was uh, Beyonder, I believe. Took yes. Tons of uh, heroes and villains alike to a separate planet. Made them fight. Made them fight. Yeah. Like to death or something. And the survivor would get uh, whatever it is they could possibly imagine. Stick a gum. <laughs> something like that. There you go. You know what's great about that first series? Like, every sentence ends in an exclamation mark. Like, all the dialogue, all through the first one, it's all exclamation marks. Constant screaming going on. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I want to read that. I'm sure yeah. there's a trade out still, but, um, yeah, they're bringing it back. And I don't know if it's just a, uh, a reboot of the original one or if it's actually a second Secret War, if it happens again, but, uh, I think we read somewhere that the heroes and the villains, I guess, are going to be even facing alter egos or yeah, alternate versions just say that, of themselves. Yeah, because that poster that they showed had three different Captain Americas, two oh, different yeah. Thors, two different Iron Mans. Yeah, all going at it. I'm anxious to see that. I I didn't jump on the Axis bandwagon that just came out. Uh, I needed a break from being hooked on a Marvel event for a little yeah. while after Original <laughs> Sin. And with, you know, Spider-Verse happening now. Yeah. That's just too much to buy, you know? <laughs> Gotta pick and choose. But look forward to that in 2015. You have something on Red Bull, Jack. Yes. This is Red Bull the energy drink. Right. Okay. 
fans of the energy drink can be getting some money back from them. How so? Uh, they settled a lawsuit over false advertising, agreeing to pay $13 million. For, for what? What are they false advertising? They were sued after claims that the slogan, Red Bull gives you wings, actually did something to you. <laughs> you mean it doesn't really give you wings? <laughs> uh, a customer that filed the lawsuit claimed that the slogan implies it makes you better, faster, and stronger, and it doesn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell a story of some <laughs> asshole in some part of the world who was sitting on the edge of his roof with a can of Red Bull, like, this time I'm really going to fly. That's where I thought it was going when I was reading the article <laughs> at first. I was like, don't tell me someone actually tried jumping. Oh, shit. Oh. But uh, Red Bull agreed uh, agreed to the settlement because they wanted to avoid any further lawsuits. I wonder what their new slogan is going to be now. <laughs> Red Bull. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like Smarties. <laughs> uh, anyone that bought Red Bull between 2002 and October 14th can file a claim and get $10 in cash or $15 in Red Bull products. Hmm. I, I think maybe I've had one Red Bull in my years. Yeah. I don't, actually, I don't even think... I think before 2002 is when I actually had it because it started getting big then, like mm. early 2000s. I hate that stuff. I, I, I don't I like can't it. Drink yeah, it. Not anymore. I used to drink it in the bars all the time with Jaeger. Well, yeah, and that's that was, different. Yeah, yeah but uh, drinking it straight, how people do, I cannot do it. I'm going to go to the gas station and get me a Red Bull. <laughs> nope. There was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Grandpa Simpson was trying to act young again, and he saw a commercial on TV of a bunch of elderly people drinking Buzz Cola, and it, like, energized them. They're all, like, surfing, playing guitar, <laughs> playing volleyball, so... He gets a bottle of Buzz Cola, takes a drink, and it's like burning the shit out of his tongue. He's like, ah, oh, the bubbles are hurting me. And that's just, that's just what I think of every time I take a drink of Red Bull. It's like, <laughs> I should be getting all this energy and doing amazing things, but instead I just dump it out like, oh, this shit tastes awful. There's so many better energy drinks out there. Oh, yeah. And so many worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you go about getting filing the claim if you have to have a receipt. Yeah, who's who's keeping all yeah. their Red Bull receipts? Or hey, cans? Red Bull, I bought some. <laughs> Give me ten dollars. <laughs> Send them a garbage bag full of empty cans. Well, how much is this for? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, people. If you're a fan of Red Bull. You got to get paid, and they got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. They got you good. All right. Next thing I have is there is going to be another ABC Marvel special. Remember the one that came out last? Well, it was probably around this time last year, wasn't it? I think they were promoting Something the Marvel like Live universe, and they were talking about uh, the explosion of the Marvel uh, Went through universe they, in cinema yeah. recently in the last 10 years. It wasn't well, that great. No. There's a bunch of little <laughs> clips of the, the yeah, movies Yeah, it wasn't stuff. that great. Well, there's another one coming. It's an hour-long special set to air on ABC November 4th at 9 called Marvel's 75 Years from Pulp to Pop. And it's an hour-long special talking about Marvel's history from 1939 to the present and what they have in store for the future. It's going to be flying through stuff, probably. Yeah. They're going to be skipping <laughs> too much stuff. I know it. It's, you're, we're probably just going to get the uh, like the essential stuff we already know. Like, this man's name is Stan Lee. He's one of the founders of Marvel Comics. He made these characters. Like, well, no shit. Jump to 2000, Spider-Man was made. <laughs> right. And a movie was made. Yeah, and somewhere in there there were comic books. Yeah. 
But I'll still record it. I'll set the DVR. I'll check it out. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw the Ultron trailer in there or something, or maybe an Ant-Man one. Because I think that kind of... I know they talked about it. There was a panel at uh, Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. What, Ant-Man's going to be coming out soon? Well, uh, there's an Ant-Man panel, so there might be a little bit more to see. Oh, speaking of Ant-Man, he's going to have a number one series, too, coming out. Is he really? Next year, yep. Different artists, or do you know it's going to be the same people, or...? I don't know. I don't remember. The run of Ant-Man, like, during Unlessons, Planet Hulk, it was really good, but there was something about the drawing that was a little too cartoony for me. That was an irredeemable Ant-Man. That was a weird... I, I have some of that series. Oh, it was like a different shoot-off or something? Yeah, it wasn't in Scott Lang. Okay. I only had was, a couple issues of it. I, I didn't get real inviting ones. Mm. I'll have to try it again. I like giving number ones a chance. I guess the only thing left story-wise is just to talk about the few things that have been released at New York Comic Con. You've been following the con at all, V? I have not, so I don't have to go hunt my news down now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now this is the fourth day. We're recording on a Sunday, so this is the last day of the con, so who knows if they're unveiling anything now as we are speaking. Um, doesn't seem like there's any huge releases, right? Mm -mm. No, it didn't seem like a... Not as much as I thought there would have been more. No, yeah. I was expecting like a Fantastic Four teaser trailer, yeah. maybe, or uh, I don't know, Ant-Man, something. So, yeah. But uh, so I guess the first thing we got to see was our first look at Daredevil, who's with the Netflix series, right? Yes. Yeah. And he looks pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, it was a dark picture, but it doesn't, it looks like he's just like uh, got a hood over his eye. I don't even it's see. Just a, like a big bandana over his his whole head and his eyes, I guess. Yeah, I don't even see any eyes. Like no. eye holes or little places where eyes should be. There's no reason to, really. Well, the, wasn't there something with, like uh, with his old suit is sent out like, uh, oh, what do they call it? Sonar. Son yeah, sonar. And uh, it, he could see like with the sonar bounce back, like whatever he was seeing in his eyepieces kind of made images for him, I thought. Oh, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe it's just because it's cloth. I don't know. I think maybe I'm just thinking of the uh, Ben Affleck movie, too. Remember, like, when it was raining and you could see stuff around him? Yeah. Saw how beautiful maybe that's what that was. Garner was in the rain. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the one thing that I have heard about. I saw it online today, and... All I saw was a whole bunch of people really pissed off about that costume. Really? Yeah, a lot of complaining. I'm surprised, because from what I read, not that I've read this story or not, but that outfit was inspired by Frank Miller and uh, John Ramada Jr.'s uh, Daredevil Man Without Fear series, which was supposed to be like hugely popular. I think that's why, because I'd never heard of that series at all. And when I first saw it, I was like, well, what the hell is that? Yeah, I think I've heard of it, but I've never, I've never read it or anything. And this will probably prompt me to read it. But then I saw pictures of Frank Miller's, and it's pretty much dead on. He's yeah, not yeah. as big and bulky like Frank Miller likes to make people. But I, I really like the costume because it's not all, uh, it's not Ben Affleck's. <laughs> you know, it's not uh, red leather and 
I don't know. One of my big grievances with a lot of these superhero movies sometimes, or like with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, was, you know, he was just sitting there sewing a costume in his room, and he comes out with this Hollywood-made <laughs> Spider-Man outfit with, like, the spray-painted abs on it. I'm like, come on, guy. <laughs> if you're sewing this shit together in your bedroom, it's not going to look that good. Especially with the plastic webbing on the outside and stuff. Right. And that, I really enjoyed the outfit in The Amazing Spider-Man number one. Because, uh, you know, he had just popped the lenses out of his sunglasses and then yeah. put them in the outfit. It, it looked like a done-at-home job. Right. And that's that's what this Daredevil outfit looks like. It's not overdone. It looks very simple. I had a lot of people that were... Oh, I saw the comments that they were wondering if that's going to be like his his starting off suit. Just because it's, so, yeah, it's so easy. Right. Maybe before he starts really getting into crime fighting and stuff later in the series, he'll get the red suit out. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Which will be fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what it, what it looks now, I like it. And now the, the whole cast actually did a panel, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a whole panel there. And I actually got to see uh, the Kingpin, what he looked like. And I can't remember who's playing, but he looks really good. That's who it was. Yeah. or something like that. I think we said that on the show once, but I didn't have any pictures to go along with yeah. it. But um, <clears throat> it was Pile from uh, Full Metal Jacket. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. said that last time, <laughs> yeah. too. I need to listen to the catalog, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he looked good. He, he had his head shaved and everything. He looked hard. The only thing I don't like about the black Daredevil suit is Netflix is going to be doing the Iron Fist, and he looks a lot like the Iron Fist in that suit, just not with the green and yellow. Are you sure it was black? I mean, because those pictures look very dark. Maybe it was just like a dark red. couldn't tell because of the down. Dark lighting. That might have. Still, just the way his headband is, it yeah. looks like Iron Fist. I like that gritty look, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I like think I'll, I'll take to it a lot better if he has that, uh, you know, homemade aspect, look, that homemade look to his outfit instead yep. of I'm going to be a superhero. And like five minutes later, he's got this Hollywood produced, <laughs> you know, form fitted helmet to his face. It looks come out in the Unitard. <laughs> Red Unitard. I don't care what I look like. I'm blind. Right. <laughs> Yeah. How's he, how's he dress himself so damn snazzy that he's blind? Good luck he's not coming out in fucking plaid bandana around his head. <laughs> Someone switched my bandanas. <laughs> oh, Daredevil, is that you? Yeah, why? Oh, uh, I like I like your outfit. A little bit of making a statement this time, are you? <laughs> Whatever you do, you mean. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Oh, the other thing that I saw was announced that is in 2015. A lot of things coming in 2015. Guardians of the Galaxy is getting its own animated series on Disney yep. XD. I was super excited until I saw Disney XD. Yeah. It's probably going to be super, super kitty. You know, I don't think there's going to be an adult element. It's, I mean, didn't Disney XD like for like tweens? Well, they got the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on there. I want to say... That the uh, Avengers Assemble, their cartoons on there too. Yeah, I, and it I don't is, like those. It is a lot of kitty based, but I don't know. There's always something in it that I'm like, yes. Sure, I'll check it out, I'm sure, but I can't say that I'm going to be real good. If anyone else was doing it, but Disney XD. And that's all we're going to get from now on, probably, too, you know? <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? I saw the test footage, and it's a different type of animation, that's for sure. Really? Yeah, it's more like computer animated. Not like CG, but just like the the cartooniness. 2D. It's not a two-dimensional cartoon. It's like a... It is two-dimensional. It's just not... Uh, like a cell-shaded kind of look yeah, to it. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe that's what it is, I think. That animation looked better than any of the Guardians from any of the other series when they did their cameos. Really? Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll watch it. Yeah. A couple episodes. <laughs> Until I realize this is bad. That's all I had on that. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? Yeah, there's still time. We forgot to do our Heroes segment. Yep. Well, with that, let's just move right into... <laughs> Real-world heroes! Jack, who do we have this week? This week we have James Jenkins from right around the corner in Columbus, Ohio. What has James Jenkins done to deserve a spot on our rule of justice? Well, one day in, was it, February last year, he was on his way home and he saw that a five-year-old kid had fallen through the ice at the pond at the complex that he worked or he lived at. Holy cow. He rushed in, uh, grabbing the kid, fell through the ice too, held the boy over his head, trying to save him, but they were both pulled underwater and they both passed away. Are you serious? Yeah, I remember, I remember watching it on TV when it was like, breaking news, two people fell in the pond. They ended up both being under proud and I, I don't know, I think an hour before they were able to pull them out. Oh my god, that has always been one of my biggest fears, not that I'm ever out on an iced over pond or anything, yeah. but... Uh, just breaking through ice into water and then being swept under it. Under, I mean, under what, are the you, ice? what are you yeah. to do? Yeah. What are you to do? Nothing. I have a way to go. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. Um, went out a hero. He was awarded the Carnegie Medal, which is given given by the Carnegie uh, Hero Fund Commission, which is awarded to those who risk their lives in an extraordinary way to save or attempt to save the life of another. I'd say he deserves it. Yep. Absolutely. October last year, they, he was awarded that. Well, family was awarded it too. That has to take, they had to take some serious uh, balls to run into a pond, you know? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're going to fall through too. I want to say it was, it was, I think, about six foot deep, I remember. Because I remember watching the whole thing on TV, and they, they finally ended up saying that they pulled him from the water and tried to resuscitate him, but it was too late already. Well, James, for your heroic deeds, you have found yourself a permanent spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So thank you for your sacrifice, James Jenkins. All right, and with that, let's move right over to Mr. V and talk about Mile High Adventures in Colorado Medical Marijuana. Thanks again for being with us, V. Hey, thanks for having me. I hope we're not boring you here. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Sorry, I can't offer more to the conversations here. Hey, you're fine, man. Whatever we can get, we'll take. All right. Well, that's all you get, then. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no less. We'll see you next week. <laughs> all right, man. So tell us about uh, Mile High Adventures in Colorado Medical Marijuana. Well, um, you know, there's everyone knows that marijuana is now legal in Colorado. What? <laughs> I know. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? So... Um, <laughs> We've been seeing um, just statewide uh, increase in visitors, and I realized that the way that we used to live with just our medical marijuana, um, that lifestyle is going to be gone for too long. It's going to be almost irrelevant. Right. So I 
wanted to document some of my experiences that I've had with this because it's interesting, it's pretty fun. But I also wanted to address a lot of stigmas that still kind of revolve around marijuana use. Like there will be sections where I talk about like letting my in-laws know that I use medical marijuana and that kind of stuff. The dangers of using it and what could happen if your employer found out. Right. So I wanted to just address all this stuff before eventually it becomes legal throughout the country and we can all start stop incriminating. So and it's it's a fun series too. It's a lot of really awful experiences I've had with medical marijuana. The what was the the like uncle? Remember the niece was in the garage smoking, and then wasn't her uncle? Oh, was... Uncle Matt. Yeah, that's Matt. That's me. Sorry, that's me. No, so and that's um, an actual niece that I have. Look forward to talking to her about drug use one day. <laughs> <laughs> Now she in the in the comic she had a like a what was it an e joint is that is that something that's really uh, out there? Well, no, not there's um there's these things called um I can't remember the exact name. It's a vapor pen. So you, there's a oil cartridge that you load into this pen, and it's almost like um e cigarettes. I see. E joint is just something I use. I was trying to set it in the future, so I was trying gotcha. to imagine what type of wild marijuana products would exist in a, a decade or so from now. It was. Uh, I, lo- I love the part when he's sitting in the uh, the waiting room for yeah. like five hours yeah. waiting because you can just you can feel the frustration there. You did really <laughs> well in putting your actual feelings down on paper because we're right there with you. I mean, you just want to uh, jump over the counter and pull those people's eyes out. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Was a... <laughs> so where do you plan on uh, taking this comic? Is this a one shot or is this just going to keep going? Uh, I'll probably take it a couple hundred pages. It'll be a, a nice thick book when I'm done with it. I really don't have a set game plan for it. I'm just going to see how many of these experiences I can recall and put down. Gotcha. So as long as it's happening to you in real life, it's going to be on pages. Okay, gotcha. Well, life keeps going. <laughs> oh, man. So tell us about your website. It's Arborsides, right? Yes, arborsides.com. That's where I put quite a few different comics up. I was going to say, uh, looking through that uh, webpage, you keep yourself really busy, don't you? Yes. Yes, I'm <laughs> making comics. Currently, that's all I do right now, so I am making the most of that time. So how many uh, comics, I mean, you don't, You also have, you have like web comic books and then like web comic shorts on there as well, right? Yeah. So uh, how many comics would you say total approximately you have on there? <sighs> well... Approximately. Like different series in total? Yeah. Shoot. I've got um, three books that comprise my DNR series, so that's about 800 pages. That was autobiography about working in healthcare. I did a another webcomic called Poser, which was a memoir about bullying. Um, I've 
got what you were referring to, the seri- the comic strips, that's Saturday Morning Harbor Sites, it's six, six different comic strips that I put up in a rotating basis. I'm serializing my latest graphic novel, Eraser Incorporated, on Mondays. So I've, I've got a lot of projects going, I guess. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> well, it's very cool, because, I mean, uh, I mean, it doesn't cost people anything to go to enjoy all these comics. You can just go and read them all, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. All the time it must take to do that, and you're just doing it uh, for the love of it. Yeah, taking a page out of the Russian constructivist believe that art was for the people right <laughs> so do you uh, ever get to like go out to any comic cons or anything and advertise for Arborsides or uh, I really only do um, Denver Comic Con I'm not much of a traveler you know, I did Emerald City one year and I caused more trouble than it was worth so <laughs> uh, really just a uh, a one city kind of guy at this point in time. With a name like Mr. V, you got to be stirring up trouble somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, this shit's expensive. Yeah, it is. Mm. Remember, we uh, when we first started doing this, we just kind of loosely were pricing booths. Yeah. <clears throat> just to, you know, go hang out, meet some of the people, and it was ungodly expensive. We have to be a profitable show. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we <laughs> And just spend all that money just to sit there and say hi. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, mostly just the Denver ones. Maybe that'll change one day. But, yeah, just want to drive somewhere. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm not big on traveling. Uh, but I'm going to have to be here soon. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> need to suck it up and just, uh, just do it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, Godspeed with you then. It's- uh, yeah, that's for the birds. <laughs> well, you have a lot of snow around too out there in Colorado, so that makes going anywhere a son of a bitch. Yeah, I have to get stuck somewhere. Oh yeah, no fun at all. It explains how I get to make so many comics. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Snow day after snow day after snow day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, is there anywhere else people can get your comics, or is uh, this the only website they can go to? Like, are you through Comixology or anything? Oh, not just yet. I'm, I'm working through it. It's a, a lot of stuff you have to do to put your comics up there. Just haven't found the patience for it yet. But I will at some point. Right now, everything else that you need to see is on the website. Sweet, man. Well, we're going to put a link to your website on our website, and I direct the listeners your way. Jack, what else we got on the website there? Uh, we have the show recaps, videos and trailers, photos, the Cincinnati Comic Expo comic book, where you can see it right there on the website, or if you want your very own copy, click the link and you'll download on it. Or download the link. Oh, uh, what else is there? Candare Video Game Store, Comic Store, and Movie Store. Yes. Any cool things to do on the website. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up here. <clears throat> Excuse me. What on the 25th? We're going to EpicCon yep. in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Going to be there checking that out. So maybe do a comic for that con too. Probably. I'm sure we'll have enough. I'm going to try to get some more uh, audio recordings for yeah. that con. Yep. I, I, that's one thing I didn't get at Cincy that I wish I did, but uh, it was sensory overload there. <laughs> I think we'll have more opportunity to talk to some other people too, though. Yeah. 
Exactly. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, we're planning a very, very special Halloween episode. Uh, we're probably going to be joined again by our friends over at PLB Comics. Yep. And we're going to have a very special guest, Sonya Thompson of The Walking Dead. She played uh, the Walker in the first couple seasons. And she also played Zombie in uh, Zombieland. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, we've got her scheduled to be on that episode. So many things to look forward to. Uh, but until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm your old pal, Mr. V. Oh, I love that name. Mrs. Dumpy. <laughs> love it. Thanks again for being with us, man. Oh, thank you. That was a blast. And we'll see everyone next time. How you're using the show to plug your outside projects. Rage, come on. It's a beautiful song. All right. Just... All right. Yes, let's... Fine is that Kathy Lee's yes. Easter special. Let's roll the clip. I didn't evolve from you. I evolved from Jesus. We are two different species. I don't eat my own feces. You're not of my genus. That's why you don't cover your penis. Because I didn't evolve from you. I evolved from Jesus. Both of us come from God, but I don't come from you. There it is. Thank you. It was such a wonderful, a wonderful experience. Anyway, so you, you don't you don't believe in evolution? No, I don't feel that we're directly descended. Suddenly, I'm co-hosting with Pat Buchanan. Right. And that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Coming up on 5-Minute News... I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.